Welcome to track number 13 of Australia 1000 Camp. Father, thank you for the blessing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you alive? Mm. All right. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> right, turn to John chapter 1. Now, what do we need to have more than a thousand members in the church? One thousand members in Australia. You can call this camp Australia 1000. Okay? 1,000 members in Australia. Now, one of the things that we really need is the anointing. Amen. Now, many of us are not anointed. Do you understand? And because we are not anointed, because we are not anointed, um, it, 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 we, we lack something that is needed for the work. Now, the anointing speaks of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is like the river which brings life to things that are dead. Amen. Amen. What do I mean by that? For instance, for instance, um, in every part of the world where there is no water, the place is dead and the place dies. Are you listening? Yes. The place dies because there's no water. Pray you never live in a desert because I tell you, it is no easy place to live. Everything is hot, dry, nothing grows. Huh? One of the only animals that can live there is a snake. It's amazing where snakes can live. They will come even to your difficult area. So the Holy Spirit is called the river of living water. Amen. Amen. If you turn with me to John chapter 7. Verse 37. It says, Now on that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. Verse 39. But this he spoke of the Spirit. This river he was talking about was speaking of the Holy Spirit. Okay? This he spake of the Spirit which those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. Amen. 
So what I'm trying to say, my dear friend, is that there is something like the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. There's something like the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, there is a difference between when He has been given to somebody and when He has not been given. You understand? What's your name again? Yemi. Look at it. Look at it, Yemi. He says, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given. You see, so there was a time when there was, there were people, they were flowing, they believed in God, but the Holy Spirit has not been given to them. You see, now the effect of the Holy Spirit being given to somebody is like the effect of a river flowing into a place. Do you understand? The effect of the Holy Spirit because of the verse before. What does the verse before say? Verse 38. It says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Living water, living water. I don't need no Coca-Cola. I just need that living water. Living water, living water. Amen. I just need living water. And, the, if, and, and he says, go to the next one. And he said, this, this living water that's flowing out of the bellies. He spake. You see, this doesn't leave us any room to interpret, give your own ideas. What is a river? What does he mean? What did he mean? And all. It's stated there clearly. This spake he of the Spirit. It is the Spirit he's talking about. The Spirit is the river. Okay? And all of us need to visit places where there is no river. And places where there are rivers. Now, where do people live? And where do people go? People live around rivers. People have always lived around rivers. Perhaps you haven't been to many cities. But I can tell you that almost every large city is built around a river. There's a river in every city. That is why most cities have got like um, bridges. There are bridges in most cities. And canals, bridges, tunnels. What have you? Because the city is built around the river. Rivers attract people. Rivers bring people together in large quantities. Rivers provide food, make things grow. So if you go to Egypt, do you have Egypt on your map? You don't have Egypt? You have only the Bible? Who is the, who is the one doing this thing? Ah, you, you, you. Okay. What did you say your name was again? Catherine. You don't have a, a map of Egypt. Oh. Next time get a map, okay? Now, if you, if you go to Egypt, you'll find everybody is living around the Nile River. In fact, the Nile River was so fertile that the Roman Empire, can you imagine where Egypt is? And can you imagine where Italy is? They're quite far. But because it was so fertile, they were growing so many vegetables, food, and so on, that the Roman Empire, all right, 
had to capture Egypt to get their fertile uh, river and the food and the things that were growing around the Nile. If you go to London, it's built around the Thames River. If you go to Korea, I forget the name of the river, but you have to cross a bridge. Almost every few kilometers you drive in the city, you are crossing another bridge. I think it's the Yangtze River. Or Yangtze, huh? Yeah. Uh, Nigeria, in Lagos, is there, is there a river there? River Niger. Does it come down to Lagos? Into Lagos. Yeah. You see, rivers, even in the natural, cause people to gather. So, in the spirit, the presence of a river will also attract people. Because people are always thirsty. Jesus said, Lord, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. And I will give him of the living waters that are flowing. Amen. Turn to John chapter 4. Let me show you. Are you there? John chapter 4 verse 13. Or verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Amen. But then he goes on in verse 13. And Jesus answered and said, Everyone who drinks of this water will test again. Hallelujah. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never test again. Amen. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst again. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Amen. Whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. Now, what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying that people are thirsty. People are thirsty. Look. I, I live in a country where the government at different times has tried to stifle the church. You, you read in the newspaper, you can get a feeling from some people who don't know much how they are trying to say discredit the church. What is the use of the church? Instead of going to work, they are going to church. They should go to work. They shouldn't waste their time going to church, going to church, going to church. And they feel we are doing nothing. When they come to church and they see people giving offerings of their money, they do not understand why people are giving their money. People don't understand. Why should you go and pay tithe? What is a church when you need money? Why? Huh. I can tell you that. You see, people are thirsty. 
You take the church, but most of most good things, you don't know how good it is till you lose it. So, for instance, I couldn't really explain the importance of the church to you huh? by just saying it's important. Perhaps if you did not have it, do you get it? Then you would realize what you have. One day, a certain lady was married to a certain man. And this man was a great man of God. She had a wonderful husband, blah, blah, blah. Of course, the husband was also a man. Isn't it? It is true or it is not true. So obviously, she was not married to an angel. She was married to just a man. A man at the very best is what? Before you see that he's what? what? When you see just now, he's doing what? It's you wee wee. He's just a man. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And a woman is also just a woman. Before you see her, she has dressed down the heavy well, Right now, now you see that what? She's wee wee. Oh. <laughs> so, one day, an evil spirit entered the wife. And she said, I'm leaving you, the husband. Everybody talked to her. The husband has begged her. The child, the children also begged. One of the children said to her, Mommy, for 20 years you have taught us always obey the word of God. But she would not. But I'm telling you, it's not hearsay. I'm telling you real. So she said, No! No, I'm going. You, you always have to pray for past, pastor's wives. Pastor's wives are some of the focus of the greatest attacks. Because evil spirits see them as the door to the pastor. Because if the devil wants to get you, you see, let, let me give you an example. If, let's say, um, Pastor Chris you know, has a problem with any of the pastors or any of the pastors want to leave. If you leave, fine, the church will go on. But if his wife says that she's leaving, now suddenly he's here as a divorcee. You see that even the other pastors leaving was a smaller problem. But this one is now a major one. Yeah. So you, you, the devil can also see that, look, the wife is a critical point of interest and of attack. So they are often under a lot of attack. Demons attack them a lot and speak to them. So this lady, she said she was going. When she was going, she said they should pay her a lot of money. They paid her and she, and she went. After everybody begged her, she went. When she went away, after some time, she realized that this husband who she said was so evil, was so bad, was not so bad after all. <laughs> yeah. So she went around and even she became impoverished so much so that her husband who was a good man began to send her money secretly. She didn't know that he was the one sending the money to Just to look after her. And after some time, 
he had no choice but to marry somebody else. When he was about to marry the somebody else, a few hours to the wedding, the old wife said, I've made a mistake. Look, let me tell you, there are some mistakes you can't easily correct. She said, I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Take me back. I've seen it is good. It's not, it's not so bad. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place. Hey! So she came back. She said, please take me back. Take me back. Take me back. I'm telling you a true story. There's no fiction in my story. Take me back. Take me back. Then the husband said, look, we have announced wedding tomorrow. Tomorrow is the wedding. Everybody is coming. How can I take you back? We were begging you. Your own children whom you came, you came from your womb were begging you. Mommy, what are you doing? You see, but there are some things you don't know how great and how important it is till you walk away from it. It's just like the church. You think, oh, uh, lighthouse, oh, this. Uh. When you go away, and it's very difficult to come back. It's very difficult. To, and it is when you are away that you realize wonders were done. Wonders. Wonders. <laughs> One test were done on your life. I'm telling you, but you wouldn't know. It's only when you go, and when you go, it's so difficult to come back. So, this lady begged the husband not to have the wedding, but it was too late. So he had the wedding. Yeah, he had to have the wedding. And years after, the woman was like a ghost, always around. Hoping. Hoping. After some years, she came back and she said she joined the church again. Now, as an ordinary member, that this is my church. Meanwhile, she left the church and she left town. Oh, when you see the person, and she said, look, I made a mistake. Now, when you ask her, she said, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. You know, and I, 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 it was a terrible mistake that I made. But it was a big mistake. It was a costly mistake. It was a mistake that is not so easy to reverse. And I'm just saying to you that you need to be careful because you will never know the greatness and the importance of something in your life. Almost the greatest and important things in your life are known by their absence. They can't even be explained to you. Like the lady who explained, he explained, he said, yes, maybe your husband doesn't have time to make tea for you. He doesn't have time to sit down and say, oh, honey, I love you, baby. You know, you're so this, you're so that. Maybe he's not like that, or he doesn't know that. He's a bushman from the forest. He doesn't know all these things. What he knows is what he's doing. Are you there or you've gone home? Are you here or you've gone home? And so maybe you find out that you, are, you, are, you, you don't even recognize how great it is. But the day, the day, the day that it goes away from you, after some time you see that, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Are you listening to me? So I'm just explaining, you know, I can't explain how important something is. 
But I can give you this analogy for you to understand how important different things are. And that explains also how important the presence of the Holy Spirit is. Probably it's best seen by the absence of the Holy Spirit. You see, the absence of the Holy Spirit it brings dryness and deadness and the lack of people and the absence of people. You will notice in Europe and many parts of the world, the churches have gotten smaller and smaller. Young people can, do not come to the church anymore. No one goes to their church and the churches have all emptied and turned into discos and museums and mosques, restaurants and what have you, all over Europe. When you go to France, one of the countries which had the most churches in the whole world was France. If you ever get a chance to go to France and sit on a train, when you drive on, just take your pen and paper. Every time you see a church, you write one, 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 one. You will count hundreds of, if you travel through France for just one hour on, by a train like that, on a train that is going straight, you will count church after church after church. And I personally think that the Antichrist today will come from France. He's one of the most godless, though God-free nations. God-free. When you say sugar-free, God-free. But you never know that it's true till it happens to you. So I'm explaining to you, the Holy Spirit, He brings water, He brings life, He brings revival, and we need the Holy Ghost in the church. Hallelujah. And in our lives and in our ministries. Because people will come and they will come to drink. And you will not understand why this person is giving his money when he needs money himself. Ah. Wow. And you will not understand why this person is being or doing what he is doing when he actually needs the thing himself. It is because there is a way in which the Holy Spirit, are you listening to me, gives life and draws people. So if you are, if you are here and you want to work for the Lord, we need the Holy Spirit. We need God. God is the Holy Spirit. And we need to pray. That is why people who have anything happening in their lives have the Holy Spirit. And they pray. And that's why we need to have prayer meetings. Look, a pastor... You need to... This is in the wrong place, please. Can you move it? I'm going to knock it down. Put it here. Thank you. You know, when we pray, God's Holy Spirit is going to come on our lives. You see, the Holy Spirit is God. A man is what? A man. When you try hard, you still become a man. The only difference is the Holy Spirit on you. Amen. Because you are a man. And you are a man, you are from wherever you are from. If you are from Kenya, you are a Kenyan man. If you are Nigerian, you are a Nigerian man. If you are Australia, you are an Australian man. If you are Ghanaian, you are a Ghanaian man. What will be the difference? Is the presence of God. The God factor. God the Holy Spirit. In you. On you. 
Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So we need to have the Holy Spirit if we are going to experience 1,000 people in Australia. It has to be a river. Even in the natural, it is a river that will bring the people. It is the presence of a river that will gather people and the huge cities are developed around the river. Today, we, have, we, can't, we, can't, we don't really understand it because rivers are not used for irrigation. They are used for boating and for bridges and things like that. But at first, because of farming, everybody gathered around the river. And this is the basic thing that God set up, that people will come to the river. And that is why a church must have prayer. We have to pray. Pastors, you see, you are calling yourself pastors, but you don't pray. You don't pray. You say you are shepherds, but you don't pray. A pastor must pray, a shepherd must pray for three hours. And then you must be able to stand in just you in this room for three hours. You, only you, Yemi, only you. You start and you start. Then you look at the time. It's a long time. It's not even one minute. Since I started praying, it's not even one minute. Yeah. Then you need to know how to pray. And I'm telling you, there is nobody who does anything for God who doesn't pray a lot secretly. I just want to let you know. I just want to let This is the explanation for churches who have pastors who preach powerfully and you don't understand what they preach. But there are people in the church. It's the spirit that is drawing them, not what they are saying. What the message they have, no one understands it. They'll say, you get it? You get it? We don't get it. We don't get it. But people are in the church. No! This is the secret behind the huge ministries and the blessings that come to people. It is God, God, God. That's the answer. God, God, God. God, God, God. Billy Graham was asked, what are the three secrets and keys to his crusades? His last crusade that he has had all over the world. What are the three secrets? He said there are three. What are the secrets? He said there are three secrets. The first secret, number one, prayer. Number one was prayer. Is it not amazing? Then he decided to give the second reason. And number two was also prayer. And the third secret, believe it or not, prayer. These are the three secrets to his crusade. He was, I heard him say it himself, myself. With the secret to your crusade, he said prayer. Second secret, prayer. And then the third secret, prayer. Yeah. Benny Hinn was asked, do you pray? Do you say? He said, look, there's no joking about it. You have to pray for at least three hours a day. Yongi Cho says a full-time pastor should pray for at least three hours every day. A, a lay pastor should pray for at least one hour from the start. If it's eight, I don't know what the correct time is here. If it's eight o'clock, to nine fifteen, eight fifteen to nine fifteen, praying. Can you do that? Then you see God will be more in your life. 
there will be more of God in us. Because when you pray, you call on God. Why, why do I say God will be more in your life? Anybody you talk to, you are closer to. Why do you think when we finish preaching, some people want to talk to me? God, even though I've talked to you. I've talked to you. Fine. But the more you also talk to me personally, not grouping, not shouting amen, amen. When you shout amen, it's a word. Is it not a word? You're also talking. But you see, when you talk to somebody personally, you get closer to that person. It's true. You get to know the person. Then, if maybe if there is something one day, somebody will mention, oh, do you know Alosius? Alosius, this is, and they say, oh yeah, Alosius, something, something. Alosius. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know Alosius. I remember Alosius. Alosius. <laughs> you know Catherine, the one with a lot of hair? Is it Catherine? I said, yeah, I know her. I remember her. Are you listening to me? So you see, many of us, God doesn't know us at all. I mean, we are some faraway species. So God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, you are filled with love. Amen. Love and peace. Hallelujah. How many want God's power in your life? Wow. Huh? Turn to John chapter 1. Originally, I told you to go to chapter 1. Now, number two is the Word. The Word of God. Amen. Now, notice. In the beginning was the Word. Amen. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. God is His Word. That is why when you come to a camp and you keep receiving the Word, God, you are receiving God. Don't be angry with me. Be angry with the word. Be angry with the Bible. Don't try. Don't, 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 don't. You see, when you don't like something, you don't understand. Don't be angry with the person who says, I'm reading something to you. So if you're upset with someone, find Jesus and, and get angry with him. I didn't say it. He's the, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God, which is different from the word was with God. Being with God is different from being God. Huh? Being with God is different from being God. So if I say, when you receive the word, you are receiving Something that is with God. Nice. But when I say, when you are receiving the word, you are receiving God. That's different. And you will notice in this verse, there are three lines in that verse. In the beginning was the word. Now this word was with God. And the word... Was actually God. <laughs> this is why 
Lighthouse Chapel. People ask, sometimes they ask, so what, what do you, where do you get all these pastors? We say, oh, camps. So what do you do at the camp? Do you pray? No, we don't pray. We don't pray at camps. We preach the word. What is the word? The word, so when we say we preach the word, we say we preach something that is with God. Or we give them something that is with God. It is true. But even wilder is that we give them God. Yeah, at the camp. <laughs> Unless it's true. And I told you, if you don't like what I'm saying, you want to be angry with somebody, be angry with the word. Don't be angry with me. I didn't write it. You get it? I didn't write it. That is why when you listen to cassettes or tapes or CDs, it has such an effect on you. Anytime I meet people who listen to me preaching, I always know. I know. And when I meet people who don't listen to their message, I also know. And then I also know people who read. Those who read are different from those who listen. I mean, they are a little different. And those who listen are the, when I meet people who listen, it, you can you immediately connect. That's how one of the ways I'm close to so many people. Because when I meet them, it's like I've been talking to them for a long time. We just continue talking. We just pick up from the last CD, the last Macané that we were listening to. We just continue. Yeah. Are you there? Are you there? Are you going home? So when you listen, God is something that is with God is coming is true. I don't disagree. But God, God is entering you. Wow! This is not fantastic. Pastors of churches, one of the ways to change your church is to expose the church members to the internet for them to listen to download messages and to hear, for everybody to have the makane, for everybody to have the poimano. You know what is the poimano? Poimano is a lot of messages. It's on the, it's on the website. You can download it. You can buy it. And then the makane. You see, what happened was initially with our pastors, when they listened to tapes, or was, as we are training them to be pastors, they listen to tapes and they preach. Okay? And they, they still do it. Some of them, you know, when they listened to the message, they felt, wow, on Sunday I'm going to go to church and announce a powerful message. You go to church and say, today I'm preaching about frugality. And nobody has ever heard the word before. And they say, wow, my pastor is very powerful. That's one group of pastors. Then another group of pastors decided that the members should listen to it also themselves. So they connected the members to the thing. You listen. Then their whole church changed. A good example is London. All these people are from, the, uh, they are from London. These ones you see as missionaries. Just you see they are here. They are all gainfully intelligent, gainfully employed people. None of them are idiots. Uh, this one is from London, from London, from London, from London, from London. All of them, they are all from there. Because the pastor, she's from London. The pastor decided, no, this, listen to this. So they started to listen to themselves. So when I met them, I realized, you know, they are changed. Mm, that's right. 
So you, the pastor, when you come, your work is hundred times easier because the people are already a certain way. Oh, yeah. So the two types of pastors, the one who wants to say, you know, this is a new message I've got to go. It's called Eremos. Hey. Now, how many of you have listened to a message called Eremos? Okay. Good. So you see, I can see. Raise up your hand again. Raise up your hand. One, two, three, four. Okay. Now you see, pastors, pastors are not listening to messages. So you see, you, you start to get disconnected. Because if you were involved and you were connected to what we are doing, you would listen. And when you go to a place, you know immediately that these people are part of what you are doing. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't download. You don't listen. So you see, gradually... You, 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 you get disconnected from something, isn't it? Gene, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, are, you, are, you are a lay minister. You're going to start a church. You are not, you don't, do you, have you listened to Eremos? No, you don't even know what is Eremos. Yeah. Is, is, is it a toffee? Is it a chocolate? Is it this? Is it whatever? You see, and so you cannot, repre- you cannot represent me properly anywhere. It's because you are disconnected. You see, Jesus says something. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you, if you stay connected, then you can bear fruit. If you abide in me. But if you don't abide, you cannot. Yeah. This is what happens. Most of the pastors who become orangus, they, that is how they start. They don't listen anymore. They don't get connected. They, they, their connection disconnects. They don't come for homecoming. They don't listen to message. Oh, it's a clear sign. It's not, it's not something that I'm imagining or I, I'm thinking. It's something that has happened and happened and happened and happened. And then they will start to come up with, hey, we cannot even ask the Holy Spirit what to do. The Holy Spirit is no, we no more can ask the Holy Spirit. We have to preach what they say we should preach. You see? And it is because of your disconnection. Because you are gradually disconnecting. And then the church members also become disconnected. And then you can tell the church members things. And because they themselves are also disconnected. And then gradually you can steal the hearts of the people away. And then one day, before he realized, you are off in the deep blue sea. And then one day, he realized that you are fighting somebody like me who has done only something good for you since you came into the world and I even came into any interaction with you. I've only done something good for you. And the next thing would be that you are thanking me by destroying the church that I built. That is how you are thanking me for making you a pastor or for making you a leader in my church. This is, how it, this is how it happens. So all these things, we look at, that's why, we, that's why if you, you're supposed to come to shuffling conference, you don't come to shuffling conference, because they ask you some of these questions. So you see how did such people become honorable missionaries from as far as Milton Keynes. They're all having British passports and other things. Why did they come to Papua New Guinea and, and New Zealand and other places? Why do you think people, because God has been exposed, they have been exposed to God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Instead of googling uh, lighthouse chapel or dark Heward mills, you are rather googling big black mama. <laughs> Blackmama.com, and are looking at pictures of black bottoms. 
your own home uh, church website. You don't know anything about it. That's why I was asking you yesterday, did you, have you seen this and have you seen that? I realized you don't know it. And you are the leaders of the people. How will the people behind you know all these things? Yeah. That is it. That's why sometimes we have camps and I teach you the members so that you don't follow pastors who are backsliding. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. Don't listen to nonsense. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's why sometimes we teach the people that your loyalty is to the higher authority. If somebody is going this way, say, my friend, we are, this thing, we, are, we will not follow it. When you follow a rebel, you are welding yourself to his future disasters. Amen. Are you there or are you going home? Yeah. Stay around because it's going to get hotter. This is just, I've just, I've just lighted the matches. I just put on the fire. No, we are not heated up. Are you listening? Are you sure you are listening? Look, how did I become a pastor? When you see me standing here, God is with me. If God is not with me, I cannot do what I'm doing. And you see, sometimes you ask yourself that. Why is it that even, I mean, unbelievers know these realities? That if God is not with somebody, he cannot do what he is doing. Nicodemus knew it when he went to Jesus. If God, if God is not with you, you cannot do these things. No man can do these things except God is with him. So what I'm trying to say is that if God is not with me, I, I will not even be invited to Adelaide. I mean, white people, I don't know them from anywhere. I've never seen... I mean, the, the person who invited me, he, he kept on asking, do you remember me? Do you remember I don't remember you. I don't remember you. Because I preached once in, once in Surabaya, and the person heard and he said, no, this guy, I must have him. In a big conference that he's, he's doing here with all the pastors. You know, that's all. And I go from here to here. The other day I was in Los Angeles and Bishop Blake, he's not a lighthouse pastor. You know, when I preach about loyalty, he said, I will pay you $5,000 to preach that message in my church. He, he was advertising the message that he wants to tell all pastors. There's somebody who is in 70, more than 70 years old. He said, he preached a message in my church yesterday. I would pay him $5,000 to preach that message. Oh, yeah, this Lord, the same Lord. I just preached stages, stage one, independent spirit, stage two, offense, stage three, uh, uh, passivity. That's all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hey! An elderly man, the head of the church of God in Christ, 12 million people, standing there and said, I would pay him $5,000 to preach that message. And you sit in the chair. When I preach, you say, I'm a cult. And emphasizing on loyalty. May you, may, you, may you never be remembered by anyone. May your righteousness never be remembered. And may you yourself, may you not be remembered. Are you listening to me? What I'm trying to explain to you is that if God was not helping me, I would not, I cannot sit 
where at some of the places that are, it is only God who does and helps us because we are men. We are men. Sometimes ladies get married to their husbands, their husbands are pastors, and when their husbands are having sex with them, they say, Hey, man of God, man of God, I never knew. Hey, you like sex, so what is this? What type of man of God are you? The wives are surprised. Why should you be surprised? Is it not a man that you have married? Is it not a man that you have married? He's of God, but he's a man. He's a man. Sometimes the wife will just be there in amazement. Say, hey, you this man of God. <laughs> you, think, you think when we marry, we just there reading the Bible and reading scriptures? You are joking. There is a joke in your eyes. to read my Bible, I'll choose my Bible. 
than to pray. I mean, if I was forced with gunpoint like this, choose one. I'll say Bible, please. Bible, okay. I prefer, I prefer, because the word will be God coming to me rather than me asking God for something. Yeah, if you put a gun at my head and I have to choose one, you can only do one from now. I'll choose to have God coming to me. I know it may sound strange. You say, when I pray, there will be power. Look, I've seen people who pray and they arrive nowhere. Shabalaba, 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 shabalaba. And because there's no word in them, because there's no word in them, they never go forward. They never amount to anything in the Lord. And you always want to say, this person is always And it's like he's not changing. Nothing great is coming out of the person. Because you see, when you pray, you are asking God for something. But when you are receiving the word, you are receiving God. You see, at first when I started having camps, my first inclination was to just pray. And then I didn't know. But one day, I don't know what happened, how this camp started. Something came up and said, don't pray, just preach to the people. And I started, because I needed time to teach the people. And I started teaching, 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 teaching. Wow! It was so different from praying. And of course we pray. I talked about prayer at the beginning. Are you there or you are going home? Okay. So please, get the word. Amen. Now, next one. He was in the beginning with God. Now, all things came into being through Him. Through the Word. All things. Are you there? Are you with me in verse 3? All things came into, into what? Being. By Him. The church. Your ministry. Your calling. Comes into existence. By Him. Which is by the Word. All things are made. You want riches, money. All things are made by Him. By the Word. All things came to Apart from Him. Nothing came into being that has come into being. (laughs) Do you get it? Apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Nothing was made that was made. We will not achieve Anything without the word. How many of you have got a makanen? How many do not have? You need to get a makanen. Now, somebody said, uh, I want to do something. I want to become something. Read it. Do you have another version? Put another version on. Give us another version. Aha. Uh-huh. No, this one is. 
No, it's too complex. What is this one? Oh, apart from him. Okay, another version. RVA. Hey! <laughs> Only three versions. Okay. Apart from him, okay, I have different versions I can read. And the word became flesh. Are you there? Okay. Now, God created everything through him that has. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Amen. Amen. Nothing was created except through him. Okay. Now. Everything was created through him. This is the living, uh, the, what Bible is this? Message. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. Wow. Huh? So, Pastor Obi, stand up. How did this... Look, look at a missionary. He's got a very big church in Kenya now. I'm telling you, with branches in Kisumu, Nakuru, Mombasa, different places, he's planning to invade Arusha, Bujumbura, and which other town? Mwanza. Mwanza. I mean, look at that. How did he come into being? Wow. He's a businessman from London. Yeah. This is all he was. He was a businessman. I can cook. Yeah. What is the name of your company? I can cook. Yeah. He was, say, he was selling houses in, in the UK. It's not a small person. It's one of the richest, this person here, one of the richest church members in, in London. It's true. In fact, from the time that he left, the, sometimes I used to come to London, he would come and give me an offering. And he used to give me a lot of money to bless me and, and, and encourage me. Since he left London, nobody has ever been able to replace him. So, sending him to Kenya has been a personal financial loss to me. <laughs> but how did he come into being? How did he come into being? How did, how, how did, it's just a businessman, a ordinary businessman. How did he come into being? Oh, it's there. All things were made. Nothing was created without the word. He was created by the word. A missionary to, to Kenya was created by the word. That is why you must expose yourself to the makana and listen. You have to listen yourself. There is a way you listen. It's not in a camp. You listen to yourself and you start to laugh. When you start listening, you start to laugh. And you start to enjoy. And you start to listen to another one. Then you have started to listen. When it becomes your companion... To see what there is to hear. Then you have started to listen. And when you start, it starts to make you go back to the Bible and check things up for yourself. Not just listening to stories and laughing. But checking from the Bible yourself and saying, wow. Then you realize that the word is coming into you. And that is how you are created into something great. How, how, how can you have people that are, this guy was not a good person. When we started the church, we knew him 
from Ghana. I sent a message to him to ask him to come to the church. You know what he told us? He said, how many are you? That was the question. How many are you? And that's when we were about seven. He said, oh, you grow. When you grow, you grow. He was a businessman. <laughs> Sit down. Many of these guys, you should look at their lives. Terrible. And they cannot, you see, they cannot, because it's a church, they cannot say the things they used to do. Protocol will not allow them to say, I was this, I used to do, I was this. And you say, my God, my God, my God, cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. How do such people get created into ministry? How would you? I'm asking you. Don't, don't, don't think somebody else. Oh, this guy was born with a Bible in his hand. When he came out of his Bible, uh, ah, and then here he comes holding a New Testament. He's holding a New Testament in the hand. Nobody was born with a New Your children, any of them come with a New Testament? No. No, no one is born with a New Testament. It would even dissolve in the water. No baby is born with any Bible verses or anything. It is what you allow to get into you that will make you into something. Amen. Nobody is born as a Bible-speaking human being. And so if you expose yourself to the Word like these people have, you'll be surprised. You'll be made. They were made by Him. What is Him? Go to the verse before. Two. By him. They were made by him. The same was in the beginning with God. Go to the verse before. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. So the word, the same. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word, the, the word was. Was God. And verse 2. The word was God. Now he starts to call him a him. And the same, that word, okay, was in the beginning with God. You get it? And then verse 3. And verse 3, quickly. Verse 3. And all things were made by the word. By the word. And without the word was not anything made. That was made. You will never be made a great minister. You will never be made in anything without this word. It's not that somebody is naturally a minister or somebody is naturally a certain way or somebody is uh, characteristically biblical or he's normally holy. There is no normally holy person. We are all some way. Just now, Lord, you see that what? Just now, you see what? Oh, wait, wait, just now. He suddenly realized that your superman status is gone. Yeah. Nothing. You cannot. This that is why we need to have more camps, conventions. You need to read your Bible yourself. You need to listen to messages yourself. And you need to listen to your car, your house, your whatever. You need to put it on. And how can you even have time to even watch television? If you can connect your, all the gadgets in your house properly, you will only be watching videos. I have videos. 
Even when I sit on a plane, 14 and a half hours, I never, I have no time to even look at there. I also watch films occasionally in my life. It's not that like I don't like them. I like a good film. If I get a good film, I'd like to watch it. If I have a good film to watch, fine. Even when I preach, you can hear I've watched films before. But what I'm saying is that I have so many things also to watch and to listen that are interesting to me. Like I don't even have time to put on the, the television in, 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 the, in, the, in the hotel. Because I don't have the time to watch it. Because nothing is made, you can't be made into a great man of God without the Word. The Word is the main thing that's going to make you the great person who God has destined for your life and your ministry. Can I have an amen from somebody? So, so please don't look at me and say, Bishop, you know, you are, you are the type, you are the type, you know, you, you, you are the biblical type. Don't be silly. You get it? Don't be silly. There's no biblical type of person here. There's no holy person here. We are all tempted. Yes. One day, some pastors went for a conference in Amsterdam. And at that time, the hotel had, um, what do you call it? You know, if you want to watch a t- television, you, you pay and you, you watch. <laughs> I think it was an evangelistic of pastors from all around the world came. Now, I don't know if you know how the end of my story is, but when this large conference, and it's a true story I'm telling you, when the conference was over, the bill for pornography, eh, for the pornographic film that had been watched, was the highest that the hotel had ever earned from the pastors who came for the conference. <laughs> Bigmama.com. You are watching Bigmama.com. <laughs> Blackmama.com. Because the pastors are also human beings. They are men. Or as you say, men trying to serve God. Men who are trying to be near God. Yeah. That's why, you see, that's why I keep on trying to explain to you that, look, it is only God who helps us. I mean, all, you, brothers, you may be shouting, hey, 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 have you not watched some of these things before? I'm asking you a question, have you not watched some of these things before? And you're shouting, hey, 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 as if, as if it's so, oh, ha, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You'll be watching a thing and you say, I didn't put it on. It is on. I can't change the channel. The channel should change itself. <laughs> the remote has fallen under the bed. I can't find the remote. <laughs> Are you still around? Or you are going home? Yeah. So the word is what we need. When the word comes into you, you change. Look at me. My my mother, when she sees me, my mother is from Switzerland, a white lady. When she sees me, she can't even believe who I am. Because it's not how she 
brought me up. She brought me up. Not, I wasn't, church was not, my mother never shared any Bible verse with me. My mother didn't come from that background. Rather now, my mother comes to our church. But she was not, she never told me this Bible verse, nothing. I never had anything like that. She took me swimming. I went swimming, I went playing with friends, other, other uh, uh, Swiss, German, and other uh, white ladies who were married to Ghanaians. Those were our friends. She to the place you took us, go swimming, go to the beach, go surfing, go this. I mean, what, what normally white people are interested in. It's all that's how I also grew up. I grew up riding horses, playing squash, playing tennis, playing golf. No, not playing golf. Golf came later. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I, so, but then I got the word. See, without that was not anything made. I never became the dark. He would know that you know what. Not from created from my mother, my mother's womb or my father's womb. I, I, I came into contact with the word. The word. And without the word was not anything made. That was made. Anything that you see that came into existence, it was brought into existence by this same word. That's why the best gift I can give to anybody is a book or the Makana, the Poimano, these messages. I give it to you. I say, listen to it. Internet, you see it is on. Live. We spend a lot of money so that you can have these things as far as wherever you are. But the word is what makes you what you, you can be. That's why you become a man of God. And it's sad. You, you appoint pastors. Most of my pastors are like the ten lepers whom Jesus healed. Only one of them came back to glorify God. And Jesus said to him something that is mystical. He said, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. No one knows whether the other nine lepers were really whole. Because the Bible said they were healed on the way. Then when this one came and he glorified God, he said, where are the nine others? Were there not ten that were cleansed? And the one who came was a Samaritan. That's why you see sometimes it is people outsiders... That most people who are more appreciative of what is happening in the house. And most of my pastors are like the ten lepers. They don't come back. When you appoint them as a pastor, when they stand there, they will come for homecoming. So, we are being appointed, we are being ordained, and so on. After that, you never hear of them again. And it is interesting. Amongst my pastors, the bishops, who I recently consecrated, they are the ones who even listen to the messages more. Yeah. The most senior ones who have big churches and who have been in the ministry for years, they are the ones who even listen more. It's the backsliding ones who don't listen. I'm telling you. Because it is those who are going away from God. The more you are getting nearer to God, the more you will know that you need the word. Let me take you to my house and you see the messages that are there. As I'm traveling. You do know the tapes and messages I have, if I pile it, it will reach from here to, to the sky. To this, it, will, it can fill. All here will be filled if I were to arrange the books. and the, Of course, it's electronic, so you can't see. Fill plenty! Who is it? Is it Benny Hinn? Is it Mike Maddock? Is it Billy Graham? There's no message that Billy Graham has preached that is public that I don't have, that I don't listen to, that I don't know, that I don't learn from, that I am not soaking in. What are you talking about? Somebody who is doing something that I'm also trying to do. And I've done it and I've been 80 years old. Should I not listen to them? Is it not the same word that will change my life? It's my maturity. What you are calling maturity is backsliding. It's because you are backsliding. That is why you are one of the nine lepers who don't come back. 
When you receive one thing, you never come back. When you receive one thing, you think that's all there is to get. When you get one thing, you never come back. But there's one Samaritan who came back, even though he had got something. He said, I'm going back. I have what I need, but I'm going back. And I'm going to say thank you. And when he came, he said, were there not ten? Were there not ten of you? Were there not more pastors? Were there not more? And only one has come to glorify God. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, we need the word. And the more mature you are, it's just like, it's just like forgiveness. The more you are mature, the more you forgive people. The less mature, the harder you are. <laughs> it's true. It, when you see a very spiritual person, he will forgive you first. Because the more spiritual you are, the more conscious of your own weaknesses you are. Because as you get closer to God, you realize that Charlie, you are some will. My God! You realize that your mind is not correct. You realize that you are sick. How many had bad thoughts yesterday? Yesterday, how many had bad thoughts yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday. Even a few minutes ago. Yeah. As you get more spiritual, you realize that you have a problem. As you become more spiritual, you realize that I need the same word that gave birth to me. I need that word. I need to go back and say, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Amen. You don't know the rest? <coughs> okay, okay. If you are not a singer, you don't have to force too much. <laughs> now, verse 4. In him was life. I tell you, in the word. It's life. Do you get it? You see a pastor who is alive? Shepherds who are, have life in them? How many realize that when you leave this camp, there will be more life in you? Why would there be more life in you? Because the word. It's not because Bishop was here. It's the word. The word is what gives life. Bishop doesn't give life. The word gives life. I have nothing to offer. I told you I am a man. Just now, you see what? Just now. How can I be anything? I have nothing. I'm telling you. I know it. If you don't know, maybe you don't know me. I'm telling you, I'm just an ordinary person. What is powerful, what is great, is the God part of a person. So that's why God doesn't like it when you start killing his servant. Because all his servants have weaknesses. All his servants are servants. They are human beings. But God is with him. So you've got to be careful when God is with somebody. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Are you going home? Are you still around? How many know we are going to have 1,000 people sitting down in Australia in the name of Jesus? Wow. How is that life going to come? That life is going to come by the word. By the word. In the word was life. And the life was the light. 
of men. Guidance. Guidance. For your life. Amen. Hear me? What would you have been doing on a day like this if it had not been for the Lord? Huh? Would we even want to think about it? It would be too bad. Is it not true? <laughs> it would have been too bad. Hilda, stand up. What would a beautiful girl like you be doing today? Uh, you don't want to think about it, isn't it? It's a so some way. Think about how God has guided your life like this, you know? That you even think of marrying. Marrying, you don't even think of marrying if it's not for God. Only God can make you say, stay with one woman. Because we men, you see, a woman cannot entertain you for long. No. After a short while, you are, you are looking. Well, what else is there? What else is there? Is there anything else? Is there anything? Is there anything? Anyone? You are looking. That's how we are. That's how we are. It's only God who keeps us with one woman. Brothers, what I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? I'm a witness. I'm a witness. You see, some brothers, they want to behave as though, you know, oh, as for me, you know, I just have my eye, I just see one thing, and I don't see anything else, and so on. Why, liar and a deceiver. We are all seeing beautiful girls around us, that we are controlling ourselves. Brothers, are we controlling ourselves? It is the word that keeps us in control. The word that is guiding us. The word that is stabilizing us. King Louis, King Louis the Fourteenth, he married his wife, and he was having different girlfriends. More, then he went for a lady called Madame Pompidou. (laughs) Madame Pompidou, and Madame Pompidou, she was a beautiful lady. And she, she, she knew what he was interested in. He was interested in art, music, dancing. So, so she practiced and she did things to get his attention. And so when the king, Louis, saw her and he got her, then he started to sleep with her a bit. She realized that, no, this man is going to lose interest in me very soon. So she decided on a plan. And the plan was that, since he's going to, since he's a wealthy person, since he's going to lose interest in me, I should organize, she decided to organize all the beautiful girls in France for the king. So she made a special house and brought all the beautiful girls so that she would be helping the king. She, she wanted to be relevant so that she would never be sacked, that she should always be around, even though they are not interested in her. Yeah, she knew. Yeah. You see, people in the world are sometimes more honest than people. You know, this king is just using my body for a few sessions and then he'll be not interested anymore. He'll be looking for something new. So she organized, and the lady said she was, so now she was like the organizer of, oh, this one is, you can have uh, Francisca, okay, you can have Frida, we have another uh, 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 fair lady here. Yeah. Then she organized conferences. So she maintained her importance in that castle until she died. She was one of the most important people. And she, because she recognized a reality. 
that was there. He said, many of us, we are not honest. You see, you as a brother, you have to be honest. Say, you know something? I've been looking around. May the grace of... You have to now call. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Save my soul. One day, a certain brother was praying. And he was holding the microphone. And whilst he was fasting. But he forgot that he was holding the microphone. So he started to pray. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Help me. When I see the bottles. I don't know what to do. But you see, he was holding the microphone and he was praying all his heart out to the Lord. Even though I'm married, Lord. When I see. You know the bottles. This one at the back. I love Shabaya. <laughs> so Madame Pompidou she, she realized the realities Amen So what, what I'm trying to say is that Let's be honest with ourselves It's the word that has made us Even think of marrying And then the word that has made us I want to stay with one wife till I die Yeah That is how See I want to stay with one person till I am dead. Just this only person, one, finish. I should die before I go and commit adultery or fornication. How, how can you even have something like that? When there are delightful delights all around. Huh? When there are delightful things all around. It's the word that makes us so different. That's why you should, when you are married, look for a man who has the word. You don't just look for a man. Oh, he's got big shoulders. What are big shoulders going to do? Is this steak? Are you going to eat the steak? Is it is a cow? Look for somebody who has the word. And the ladies too. You got to look for a lady who has the word. Hey! What can make a lady a nice person for you to marry? The word. He said, without, without the word was not any nice lady made that was made. Well, there was no nice wife made that was made without the word. A nice woman is made by the word. The reason why I'm able to enjoy my wife is because of the word. The word in my wife makes my wife a nice wife. Without the word was not any nice wife made that was made. I mean, the things you have to do in marriage, if it was not the word, there would be nothing made that was made. Shabaya. How many are loving the word? Ah. You see that the word changes us so much. It's gone. It made I mean, change our destiny, our future. Made us into missionaries, pastors, shepherds. A very bad girl like you. You are now in the church. Somebody who oh, I mean, you have been so many. Oh, mercy. Only the word. That's why I love the word. And that's why when I come, I just start preaching the word. I just, and everything, my books, all is the word. I don't want to read philosophy, economics, 
this, this, this. Just the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. And that's why I will encourage you to start. Become a word person. Become a word. Did you hear me? I said become a word person. Soak in the word. Always. There should be videos, tapes, CDs. You are listening. It's on, on, on. You don't have to be on the time. I say it's on. It's there and it's coming. Oh, I'm telling you. There will be a change. Some of you are trying to change your husband. Look, you have embarked on a project which is more difficult than going to the moon. To change your husband. You might as well start going to the moon. If you want to change your husband, just go to the moon. So that we know you want to do something difficult. Yeah. You want to change your wife? You might as well go to the stars. God is the only person who can change somebody. That you are married to. Amen. Is it time for, for us to go? Is this, that the right time? Time to close, isn't it? Okay. Alright. The word is working. Amen. Are you excited about the word? How many want more of the word? How many realize that those who are not here at the word camp? How many realize that when you see them, they are all going to be different from the way you are? Yeah. How many realize that it's so sad that they are not here to receive the word? It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It's a pity. And that's why it's not a nationalistic thing. Because it changes Kenyans, it changes Ghanaians, it changes Nigerians, it changes Australians, it changes English people, it changes Americans, it changes whatever. It's the word. Hallelujah. We lift your hand. Father, thank you for the word. Without this word, was not anything made that was. We thank you, we love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.